Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Journey Now podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this that was chipper. is where we journey now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all, the problem is our now is, is your future, mm. but our past will be your now. Wow. Mm. And yep, it's kind of, it's timeless mm. is what the point is. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got, we've got a boatload of guests today. Yeah. We've got, first of all, to my left, your right, Tim Timmons. Hot. Hot, yeah. so hot, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. It is summer, and it's summer, Tim. So there's winter, Tim, and yeah. then there's summer, Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And summer, Tim, like yeah. Tell us about summer, Tim. Well, summer, Tim is <laughs> is sort of like the difference between dark roast and light roast. Wow. And um and yeah yeah. So there, that's that. I would have said it like that, but that's yeah. man. That means a lot. Um, Susie P. Lynn, congratulations on yes. the graduation of two sons. Yes. Thank you. Um, so big weekend for Susie. Yes. Yeah. You have your father in from Iran mm-hmm. and the graduation of two children. Tell yes. us, just tell us a little bit about how good the ribs were at the party. Oh, they were so good. So, so good. Steve made ribs on the green egg, a lot of ribs, and they yeah. were consumed rather quickly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I, there's no doubt. There's you would no say, doubt. They're you pork ribs. You lose. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy. And to my right, your left. Big Nate Erie, home from uh, college, partially for the summer, but certainly here. You know what time it is. Oh, no you one knows what time it is. You have your first game back post injury yeah. on yeah. Wednesday, tomorrow. right? Tomorrow. Okay. tomorrow. I'm locked in. Yeah. Do we, can we watch it on live stream? Uh, I don't know if there's a live stream, but there will be film. Okay. And I will send it Please. to the masses. Send, send the film. Yeah. I'm dialed. Send it. And then last, uh, but certainly not least, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, um, it, it is. I wish you could see the look on his face. It's so good. It's Mr. It's so good. Seth Erie. Hello. They can't see you waving, son. Go ahead and talk to him. Hello, everybody. Hey, man. Hey. Hey. Welcome to 20 Packets with Tim and Susie and Pascal, Nate, and Mike. Special guest, yeah, Nate special Mike. guest Nate nice Mike. Special guest Nate Mike. Guys, with hit the show with Mike and uh, talking about the guys. He goes. Nice. Sammy, that was on fire, dude. Way to go. What an wow. intro, man. Wow. He's like Crushed a professional. Yeah. yeah. You're he's like a professional. So you may hear kind of odd noises in the background. Yeah. That's that is either Tim's stomach <laughs> or Seth um. Yep, that is Seth. That is that is that one is Seth for sure. Now, Tim, do you do you normally eat breakfast? Um, that's a little personal. <coughs> yeah, today what, I what, did. What did you What did you eat today? Um, oh, I had some cantaloupe. Mm. <laughs> Man, that is depressing. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah, no wonder you're. Yeah. I you're, walked today. I got a little walk in. Yeah, yeah. With a dude, it was good. Okay, dude, walk and then cantaloupe. Um, and speaking of cantaloupe. Uh, Mike, you also had a graduate this weekend. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Hannah Erie. Yeah. Um, she made it. Yeah. She did it. And for some reason, it was one of the most exhausting weekends of my entire life. I'm I not mean, it really exactly was. Exactly sure. Yeah, but you had two. Yeah. I mean, not, we were just going solo, and it was still, it was still rough. Yeah, we but my, we didn't even like do anything. My two. It was really mostly like 
Judah because Jason didn't walk. He didn't want to walk the college walk because he yeah. was a commuter and didn't really care. And, yeah, he drove the you know, college walk. Nobody yeah. really actually wants to sit through a graduation ceremony. Not when except, except for Hannah Erie, oh, who boy. actually showed up for Judah Lynn's graduation ceremony. I yep. was impressed. Yeah, there's was, some love there. W. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, they're dating and they uh, they put their parties at the same time. Yeah, just we, so we all know. We yeah. wanted to see who our friends. Yeah, who who's who are the real friends? And yeah. we knew we knew the Lins are far more popular. Yeah, but we thought maybe there'd be a few stragglers over to our place yeah. after. Yeah. And well, I heard your party was in Kentucky. Our it party, was... it party was out there. <laughs> all yeah. y'all listen. It yeah. was literally in yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. Yep. So we we partnered with another family which i've learned is the genius thing yes, that was so to smart. do so yes. smart. and it was the party was full of chick-fil-a and yeah. chipotle so yeah. zillions of kids yeah but it was a hike guys yeah. it was a we 45 did minute hike we did so it, it was um yep there, but there was, was one key factor though so as to why people were showing up at the party and that's because someone was there gosh i love that that yeah seth was there correct seth was there oh, yeah. he was totally there and people love that is exactly where any I was going. little yeah. bit of seth theory yes and and by the way two of seth's favorite people showed up um anna timmons who yeah. i think we've remarked on who is maybe one of the best humans ever and the object my daughter everybody. of yeah. yeah 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 of of seth's um uh, attention yeah uh, and then our friend Andrew, who's in a band that Seth loves and thinks is a celebrity. So it was a big day. Which also, speaking of the big weekend that made everybody really tired, there was also a, a performance there on was. Friday night there of was. Postcard Propaganda, the band in which Andrew is the front man for. Yes, and Judah is And Judah the plays guitarist. guitar. He plays bass for that band. But Seth went to the concert, and I got to tell you, it was... It was something to behold. Mm. It really was. Seth was living his best rock and roll <laughs> life. He was so into it. Oh, and it was I love so it. fun to watch. He may or may not have learned about the mosh pit in our family home. Uh. Oh my gosh. And you could tell I was like I was watching him the whole time thinking he's gonna go in there. He yeah. is gonna go oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. the oh, mosh yeah. pit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And at one point Hannah was in there and Steve was sitting next to, to Seth and oh. just kinda hanging back. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, Oh man, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna go in. But he didn't, but he was still, you yeah. know, he was grooving Part to the of music it. and yeah. it yeah. was awesome. Yes. Great job at the concert, dude. You had fun, yeah. huh? Yeah. Okay, why are you putting your headphones back on? Okay, uh, I'm moving. One more thing. Okay. Going to SonyPackets.com and go with on it. I got table and the table. The table is Sushi.com. Go to the table. Yeah. Go journey. to Journey.com, everybody. Yes. JourneyTN.com. That, that just came to yes. your head. Yeah. She's Nate's gonna be a dude today. Nate's gonna be a dude today. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. Nice. Thank you, Seth. I don't know. Evidently, you're singing. Oh, so I don't know. Why don't we sing Africa? Africa, yes. So yeah, it was. Let's just say, I mean, quite a weekend. It was quite a weekend. And and Tim Tim's and his sweet family. This is Summer Tim. Made the journey to both. Yeah, we did the parties. We did, and and it was it was spectacular. Yeah, I, yeah. I've already submitted a, a gas form, uh, a reimbursement yeah. form yeah. for it. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, you whatever it was that you you donated to Hannah, which I hope is very minimal. Yeah, 
um, was doubled yeah. by just yeah, the yeah. gas expenditure. Amen. Amen. So anyway, speaking of gas expenditure, Nate's here. Nate's here, boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So, oh, ladies and gentlemen, right. Kevin remains out yep. of the country. Yep. And Lame. he has curbed his a habit of sending texts. I know. In What's the up with that? Well, I think maybe maybe someone we might have shamed, me, him, shamed him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just was like, hey, just there is a time change. Um, but now he's much more confined within waking hours in Tennessee about his texting. But we're it's like we're there. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're there. Yeah, and um, and much more cheaply. Um, but this weekend. Robert Gonzalez, yep. who has been on the podcast before, yes, yep. uh, preached this weekend yeah. and talked about fear, mm-hmm. yep. um, which you know unfortunately has zero relevance for any of our lives. Yep, that's a good. That's a good part. Yeah, yeah. So everyone was just like, "Well, sorry, I, I know somebody that deals with that, but not me." Um, and one of the things he did at the end was ask people to kind of name their fear, and. Um, and Susie, you you were putting together kind of the requ- the prayer request slash answers to that yeah. question. What did you notice? Well, I mean, I noticed that the response was um, overwhelming in quantity, as far as comparatively speaking. Yeah. So I think I think better, it was better teaching. So continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's totally, that's totally good. Yeah. Well, I think that the, I think that it was a message that really resonates with a lot of people right now. I mean, we we all are afraid of something, and yeah. I think sometimes we think that we're the only ones that are afraid of something or, or struggle with fear, maybe because of our personality type or, or propensity towards anxiety. But it seems, based on the response that we got, that quite a few of us struggle with fear of something, mm. and there were a lot of a lot of similarities of course people are afraid of we're afraid of of not having enough to provide for our families but there were also quite a few people confessing fear of not being enough Mm. you know as Mm. as a parent as a spouse as a friend fear of intimacy in relationships fear of the future i mean and there were there were multiples of the multiple fears so I guess it's just it's comforting to know that we're not alone. Right. But it really seemed to uncover something. Mm. And I really appreciated I really appreciated the way Rob was really honest about his own journey with fear and yeah. he shared a few stories and and a lot of his stories had happy endings, but those of us who know Rob know that know that a lot of his stories yeah. of fear have have really come to their fearful yeah. <laughs> place yeah, yeah. of fruition. But um but I, I loved the invitation for us to to draw near to God at the time that we were able to participate in the Lord's Supper and come to the table honestly with our fear and bring that to God, bring it to the light, and allow the community to carry that in prayer for one another. Because, I don't know, I just think that the more we bring those things to light, the less power they have over us. So mm. it was just a really good practice for us, I think, yeah. as a community. And as I go through, and I, as we'll go through them together as the staff and the prayer team and the elders will pray over them, you know, I just think it's a good first step toward some kind of healing and peace that, mm. that we, we seem to need. And 
the the main point of his message that I so appreciated was he kind of deconstructed this whole faith over fear yeah. message yeah, that, yeah. that we're fed a lot. And he he made it okay to let your fear coexist with your faith, that that your fear could actually help build your faith. Yeah. Um so we don't give way to fear. We try to not give way to fear, but we also don't ignore it and pretend that it's not there. We let it kind of inform us and and lead us, hopefully lead us toward a place where we know that God is present with us in our fear, and maybe that will give us some sort of peace. Could but, we? Could you say that uh, fear is not a sin, just like temptation is not a yes. sin? Would that would that be? I mean, his point seemed yeah. to be that f- fear is not a sin. Like we think, don't don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Right, fear not. Fear not over and over and over, 365 times, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What for every day. Yeah, what for every day. Oh, uh, so cheesy. But yeah, that, that's, all, yeah. that's always helpful. He talked about Jesus in the garden. Um, I would think that fear is a lot like anger and that, you know, like the Bible's pretty explicit, like don't sin in your anger. Right. That it's okay to be afraid, but don't sin in your fear like yeah. think about how mu- how often like i know like for me a lot of times when i sin against a person particularly my children <laughs> yeah it's always from fear yeah it, you totally. know it's parenting from a place of totally. fear it's totally you know even you know towards other people it, at the root of it it's it's really a, a place of fear that that's yeah. coming from so yeah. i don't control. know what do you think oh man i think i think so much i, I remember um was seeing a spiritual director slash therapist several years ago during one of the beautifully unifying election seasons <laughs> that we've undergone. One of. <laughs> um, and uh, and she was just saying, you know, all I see are just are, are people who are afraid. That's all I see. That's all this is, is that people are afraid. On all sides. On all yeah. sides. And so they control, they rage, they mm. outrage, they perform, they do all the things because they're just terrified. Yeah. And I don't know to what degree that's true, but it certainly resonated with yeah, when I when I'm um hopeful, I'm coming from a place of security in God's world, even though bad things happen. When I'm fearful, I'm coming at the world having to scrape, work, manage, control, perform, manipulate, you know, whatever, all the bad all the bad parts of of my fallen nature come out when there's something to be afraid of. And so that, you know, it's almost so the 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 Kool-Aid is so thick uh, in American culture these days that you can't you can you can't even touch it. Like there's no way to talk about fear directly. You almost have to talk about anger control um, and other symptoms of it just to get us in touch with the fact that we live our lives entirely afraid. Meaning mm-hmm. if you said to somebody on one of the sides, Hey, you're just afraid of this. Yeah. They would oh. deny that. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, and think about what we then project onto God, right? God is the <laughs> ultimate scary uh-huh. being in the uh-huh. universe. Cause he can send us to hell. Yeah. You know, if we don't get this sucker perfect. Yeah. So, um, you know, even our, even a lot of our Christianity, is based, based out of fear. Yeah. And so then that leads to self-righteousness, control, manipulation, all the things, right, that we're familiar with. So the most important spiritual discipline, um, I think, in our world today is learning how to be a non-anxious, 
theological presence mm. in the world mm. where I, my gospel isn't under threat. I'm not under threat. Yeah. My Jesus isn't under threat. Yeah. The Bible isn't under threat. Like, oh yeah, there are all kinds of things, but that's always been true. Yeah. That's always been true. There, there are all sorts of things that oppose. Well, great. But that if I fundamentally believe, and this is Dallas Willard's great phrase, that I am safe in God's world, mm -hmm. that changes mm -hmm. everything. And everyone's going to agree with that in theory. We're all going to sing God is so good. And, we, and then we'll all say, yeah, none of us all agree that God is all good. And that's kind of all we do. And so to, to do the work in, with self, with uh, you know, heart, soul, mind, and strength, to get to the place where we actually believe that we're safe in God's world, that that is... Well, you've got to explain what God's world is, though. Right. Because God's world isn't just the 70 years, if we're lucky, that we yeah. get on Earth. Right? And so that... I mean, we've already narrowed our horizon to something that can be lost. Yeah. And Jesus' whole point in the Sermon on the Mount is what God gives you can't be. Mm. And I know we know that and go, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. But when he talks about treasures in heaven, he's not talking about mansions or streets of gold or crowns or something he's talking about when you treasure the things of the heavens uh. then those things can never be lost no matter what else happens to you mm. and if we dare to believe that and, and we're hearing the stories of men and women who die well you know uh tim keller right. uh, just right. died right um and you're and you're hearing kind of what keller's last words were. yeah right and you're like yeah i mean to actually come to believe that this this part of the story we're in isn't even the most real or the most significant yeah. right it's totally transformative so to give us permission to say okay fear is a part of faith and um and, it, and it's one of the it, fear is one of the things that actually moves us through the stages of faith into maturity if we let it right um um i think is a really permission giving sort of thing because yeah the the thing Tim and I were kind of making fun of is, you know, do not be afraid. And we hear that in such individualistic therapeutic terms. This is when angels would show up. And, you know, when angels show up, it's not like this beautiful little precious moments figurine. Like they're <laughs> horrifying. And that's the first thing they have to say is, I'm not here to harm you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not like, hey guys, psychologically, I just don't want you to be afraid anymore. So I'm going to say this 365 <laughs> times. Yeah. That's just, no, that's yeah. not what it is. It's yeah. like when you actually meet God, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to drop as though dead at his feet. Yeah. Right. I mean, John is the great example. John is the beloved disciple. He's reclining in Jesus, in, into Jesus's chest during the Last Supper. But then in Revelation, he gets a vision of Jesus and falls down. He falls face down, yeah. and you're like, so in that context, do not be afraid means yeah. no matter what you're seeing and how I'm appearing, I'm not here to disintegrate you. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. So it's not the, hey, guys, guys, you know, just yeah. don't worry about things. You right. know, that's, that's, that's so dumb. Paul does say don't be anxious about anything, but in the context, he's talking about his circumstances and whether or not he's able to receive the Philippians' gift. Um, and he says, I actually don't need it because I've learned, I've learned to be in want and I've realized I have enough and I've learned to have plenty and I realize I have enough. And so that, that whole picture of do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, that's a beautiful picture. Mm. 
But the, there's also like a Hallmark cliche bit to it where we just sort of stamp on each other's anxiety and say, well, don't be anxious. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, that's the, that's the one thing we know that doesn't help. Yes. <laughs> someone telling you not to, not to feel what you're feeling. Yeah. We call that spiritual bypassing. Oh, <laughs> totally. Nate, what do you think? Nate. You're back. What? Oh, uh, good Lord. Fear, man. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Nate. Is the it, fear is the path to the dark side? Yeah. Facts. You said something a second ago that 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 the fear and it was part of his message this weekend. He was giving different examples, uh, biblical examples, but how fear can lead us towards this way of faith. Like they can coexist, and it's it's that curiosity within the fear to do something. It's like it's like anything. Curiosity within. Yeah. Well, if you don't have fear, then it isn't faith. I mean, right. faith is actually a step trusting what you don't see. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. faith isn't, it, faith for Paul, faith and sight are opposed, not faith and doubt or faith and fear. Huh. Right. Sight is trusting only in what you can see. Yeah. Faith, according to the author of Hebrews, is trusting in what you can't see. And so you actually, in, in order to actually have faith, you have to experience some sort of discomfort or fear. To, or you're not stepping out into anything. You're just, it's another form of control. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's totally. this, when God invites you to, to step off, if you're like, unless you're a spiritual giant, there should be some discomfort, you know, in that. Or it's not really an act of faith. It's more yeah. just an act of performance. Yeah. So so I actually I actually think that, and, and, then, then, and then the Bible uses fear in an interesting way, like the fear of God. Right. Which is a different than what we mean when we say afraid. Right? So the fear of God is, is and you know this, I mean, from, from all the worship language, I mean, it's reverence, it's respect, it's like I fear electricity. I'm not, I don't dream about it. Right. But I have a healthy respect for it because it's so powerful. So fear of God is that, is used kind of in that, same way so even fear itself you know we have a tendency just to see the word fear and think it means i'm nervous or it means i'm afraid of something and it has a much even broader you know are they are they different words because i'd I'd be curious if that's a great fear like a healthy fear is just like an awareness of a respect of so if i'm fearful of my kids doing x y and z and I, i i could either go over and start controlling and pushing in with anger right. like I do and have done many times and will continue to do. Um, or I could be aware of aware of what's happening, right. aware of what's, you know, it's like it's triggering something and show, revealing something. Right. And then to have the healthy response would be to not move into control but into... Totally. What's the difference between how, how I was raised thinking about sex and how I want to raise my children? Yeah. So, so purity culture for me was... Um, fear-based it was threats and bribes yeah threats were man if 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 you have sex before marriage you're gonna get diseases she's gonna get pregnant you're gonna wow. rob <laughs> that got Seth's Seth attention wow. Wow. <laughs> all the 14 ladies yeah, gentlemen up, so. um uh it, you're gonna leave parts of your soul on another person yeah, and yeah. Blah, blah 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 so it was very fear-based in the worst sense but the kind of fear of sexuality that the Bible might talk about isn't this 
threatening, but it's a it, it's this an, oh, is so reverence. powerful. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That we that we don't treat it casually. You know, like there yeah. it's like electricity. There's something to it. Yeah. And and I think that's the difference between how we often hear the word fear yeah. as threatening or bribing and what the bible means by fear which is this oh man like if you've ever been in a in a one of the favorite things midwestern dads love to do is whenever there's a tornado warning go outside everyone else get to the basement midwest dads we go outside and watch and we think to ourselves we'll hear this we'll hear this before yep you go to the you go to the bathroom absolutely good job job, seth job buddy he called his so. tornado drill a tomato drill. And we, yeah, exactly. We've had a long time. At Poplar Grove, we had a tomato drill. Kind of so, like how we slap and chat. Yeah, 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 smack and chat. Smack and chat. Smack and chat. Got it. That's, uh, that's yeah. So, it's totally. So, what, what, if you've ever been out in something that fierce, there's a really healthy, and then there's two things. There's a wonder and an awe and a reverence and like this is so much bigger than wow. me, and you're totally compelled by what it is that you're experiencing. Like both are true, and so when we talk about fear of the Lord, that's I think what we're getting at is mm-hmm. like, okay, like this this is so much bigger than me, and I'm not going to come in with my cliches or my sure-handed Bible answers. I'm just going to go. Oh, like a thunderstorm, like a sloppy wet kiss, or a hurricane, and I am a tree. Sorry, yeah. bad Christian yeah, lyrics. Yeah, yeah. really bad. <laughs> I know. Nate's like, those oh, are actual Christian lyrics. I know yes, the, I know the song. The fear of the Lord is my strength. I mean, it's, it's the it's the awe, around. the reverence of yes. this is actually the thing that gives <laughs> me strength. Sloppy. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Gosh, what what so, if they're not the, such different words? Oh, and I don't know if they are. I mean, yeah. I I I don't would know off the top of my head. Susie, do you know? No. And so, so, so much of the imagery in the Old Testament is fear in the storm. It's not keeping me away from the storm, but it's something that God's doing in the storm. And, and yeah, yeah, that can be cliche too. But it's, it's fascinating how the strength of God is often put on display through nature. So the water miracles of Jesus, right? When he's walking on water, I mean, they're, they're, those were extra spicy mm. for the disciples, right? Who is this that, that can command the water and the waves or walk on the water yeah. and the waves? So, so the point that Rob is making is brilliant, that faith and fear aren't opposites. They can be, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the kind of fear we're talking about, the invitation into biblical fear it's this really compelling invitation where you realize that there's something bigger than all of the bad things that can happen because nowhere are we promised safety from all the bad things. But we are promised that God will be my strength in them. And again, I wish that meant I wouldn't have to undergo them. But that's not the promise. And yeah. that wouldn't be true to human life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the Gethsemane picture is that God himself undergoes right. um, the worst of what human life is like and humans can do to each other. Which is another reason why we've done a disservice to all of humanity by preaching a gospel of escapism when it comes wow. to our eschatology. Yeah. Come yeah. on. You know? yeah. Because it's like if all we're looking forward to and all the hope that we have is that we're going to get out of here, that we're going to be somehow delivered from this pain yeah. and from this life, like it just, we're constantly looking for the way out instead yeah. of, you know, 
the yep. way through. If oh, you will. as they say, <laughs> all the kids are saying it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I say that all the time. <laughs> that's good, Seuss. That is but that, good. But that, that's so good, Seuss, because not only are we the picture that I was told is that we're raptured before the suffering gets really bad. Yeah, our the suffering is for unbelievers. Yeah, and our picture of peace is 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 like the not the storm right it's it's, it's feeling good and it's zen yeah. and it's rest yeah. and it's quiet and it's absence of of struggle but like when you watch you know we've all known people who have gone through some like seriously crazy hard things like be it cancer or losing a Spouse, loved one yeah. or a child and we watch in awe how they are able to walk through and keep their faith intact somehow. Yeah. Like that's to me like like the kind of peace that comes with that in those kinds of cir circumstances is really something to be right. in awe of. But it's not the absence. It's I not the absence. Peace is yeah. The absence. It's not the absence of the pain. It's right. not the absence of the the fear or the hard thing that's coming, but it's it's something. It's yeah. it's presence in the midst of that's right. And that's all the that difference. stuff. Yeah, go ahead, Susie. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just it just occurred to me that we've kind of somehow we've formed ourselves to believe that, and I think it 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 it's, has something to do with our eschatology and the way that we've been taught that you know someday it's true every tear will be wiped and there will be no more pain and all that, but. But that we're we're to go somewhere for that and to like that that's the that there's nothing for us in the in between right. in that. Right. So And that and that your view, um, not the not the bad one, but the one you're espousing is what gives rise to the biblical lament tradition. Yeah. Is that is that because our hope is both now and not yet. We can celebrate because it's now, but we also lament because it's not yet. Yeah. And that both are true. And so every weekend we're sitting with people who are nowing and it, things are great and they're not yet and others are not yetting mm -hmm. and they're sitting mm -hmm. in lament and grief. And so that's, that's the, you know, the really confusing sort of intersection of the ages that Paul talks about a lot is that we're living in this, that Christ has defeated death and yet death is still very much a part of fallen reality, and um, and so so this uh, we're not we're not good as, as Western Christians and living kind of intention, right? And and so that's why it's either it's either gonna be great or it's gonna be horrible, and the biblical picture is that it's both, mm -hmm. and that it's both simultaneously, right? You know what I mean? Well, and the, and in the Bible, it gives a, the Bible gives a lot of space for lament which we have not given space to in our spiritual formation. Right. You know, we, we don't do that in our services. I mean, we did it after the shooting in Nashville. We did that yeah. for one service. But I mean, like yeah. when you read through the things that people are have on their hearts that they were praying for on Sunday, like this week's prayers to me are cause for lament, you mm -hmm. know, and like, there's something about the practice of lament that's like it's like what he he mentioned this thing called clear, fear clearing where you, mm. you you think worst case scenario of every single one of your fears and you kind of walk it to the end of the road yeah. and 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 try to get rid of the fear but lament is sort of it gives you a little bit of space for for that kind of thing yeah. 
And also just to like allow yourself to be afraid and allow yourself to be honest and allow yourself to cry out to God and to, to weep about your, the fact that you don't have a job or that you're alone and you don't have a spouse or that your relationship is broken. And it, it just does something to you in that, in that practice. But we, I haven't learned really how to do that well. And I don't think it's a part of our normal liturgy in the West. I feel like we're learning how to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think these past few years, mm-hmm. I, I'm way more aware of not just coding over it. I mean, because I'm so thankful. I wake, I woke up. You know, I literally write this X on my wrist every day. Yeah. Saying thank you, God, you woke me up again today. Yeah. I mean, that's just part yeah. of my journey, and it is so helpful for my soul. And in it, I'm also wanting to try to figure out how to lament a little better and go. Mm-hmm. And this is really mm-hmm. sad today. Yeah. Like in, yeah. and I, that's more in my conversations with you guys. Like it's like being able to lament and be thankful at the same time. Yeah, yeah. The African American church, we have a lot to learn from them because I yeah. think they know how to lament well, and and so much of that comes from their history of oppression, and yeah. that like they know how to lament in such a way that that is like biblical lament, where it leads you to praise the Lord, but it doesn't cancel out what's it doesn't also cancel out what's hard. So it gives yeah, space well for what's hard, but it leads you to praise God, but not in like a cheesy Hobby Lobby yeah. kind of a... Live, laugh, and love. <laughs> live, yeah. laugh, and love. Everything's going to be fine. Do not fear. <laughs> Don't be anxious for anything yeah. kind of a way. Like yeah. they, they really know how to do that in a worshipful way that is authentic and true. And, you know, yeah. I just think we have a lot to learn from them. Absolutely. So... Yeah, and that... And, and that the Bible was never written by a privileged people. The Bible was always yes, that, written that's so profound. by yeah. right. marginalized people. Right. And so we actually have to do much harder work to get in touch with the prophetic critique of wealth and power and cultural privilege because that's not, that's not the normal posture of the biblical writers. Right? They were always yeah. on the margins talking to a marginalized people so you're absolutely right. And that's so profound, Susie. And it's one of the reasons why the justice conversation is really hard for the American church, at least the white parts of the American church, some of them, not all of them, um, is um, we're not able to accurately hear another perspective. But it's actually the perspective of the biblical writers. Um, and so that's the part where, you know, for us, the exodus is a nice biblical story. For the African-American church, the Exodus is a picture of God's faithfulness to them. Not just Mm -hmm. the ancestors, but to them. Mm -hmm. And there's something really beautiful that we miss because we stand sort of far away with this kind of narrative perspective where these are just stories about other people. And you can take this too far, of course. We can individualize this way too much. Um, where I'm the hero of every story, uh-huh. you know, but but there's there's this there's this place where Americans don't at least white Americans, not all of us easily we don't easily inhabit the space of cultural marginalization or power or you know poverty mm-hmm. that the Bible opens up when you start looking through that lens and you're like oh my goodness this is what it's about yeah it's, it's not just like God saving souls, it's God. It's the it's God's good news to the poor. 
And the poor was a whole category beyond poverty. So um, I think you're I think you're really onto something when our when we're only limited by the horizons of the inherited faith traditions we inhabit. Yeah. I think there's something missing there. What do you think, Nitty? Uh, I don't know. I feel like. Come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. Come on, bud. Nate, 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 Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, such a hard thing to talk about. I feel like, um, I guess fear for me looks different in a lot of ways and has changed as you know you get older um i don't know i guess my like question right now is like when is like you know am i am i gonna get like a break from fearing stuff Mm -hmm. it's great you kind of just are always like afraid of something yeah 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 what's that look like yeah how do you walk in the midst of it? How do you continue in the midst of it? Yeah. Because there really will always, yeah. always be yeah. something to be Yeah, because yeah, I feel like I'll just, I'll be able to walk through something and then something else happens and then I have to start yeah. all over again. So good. That's good, dude. Well, it's not good. It's not, it's not good. It's honest. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, but even just the awareness of it, I think that's, that's where I'm, that's why I'm saying that's so good. It's yeah. just even, just, being curious enough to stop and go, gosh, I, I don't know how this is all going to work out. I don't know how this works. And to be able to have conversations about that kind of thing is really beautiful. And just the beginning of of the awareness of it. Because mm-hmm. we could just go through life going... Uh, just avoid it. Just avoiding it and yeah. just experiencing it, but not not being curious about it. And I think that's just what I hear in you. Yeah, yeah. And that's what co- these conversations and other conversations outside of these things this is where we get to like hash through it and yeah. process through. So yeah, that's why sure. I'm saying well done. Sure. Thank you. You're awesome, dude. Thank you, you are awesome, Nate. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, I just, I, I, this whole time I've been thinking of Psalm 23 mm-hmm. and you know, even, even, um, I mean, gosh, what a great Psalm with this whole thing in context. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So it's speaking of like in, in his world, in God's world, I'm good. I can be content in God's. In, I have enough today. I have enough today. In in the way of God, and if if my eyes are seeking first His kingdom and not my kingdom, in His way, it's that, Dallas Willard quote: um, "The Lord is my shepherd; I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures." Which we always think, "Oh gosh, that's the place of peace," but this is also in a place of crazy. Well, and He makes you lie down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Make, makes makes you lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, which. Again, Susie, you were talking about this is like, oh, peace is just when everything's awesome. But this is like the state of the heart, maybe. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Um, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, which and you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Which, you know, most of us always thought that was, you really smite my enemy in front of me. But like, what a cool place! Mm-hmm. If he's preparing that place in the midst of being in, around my enemies, he's saying, yeah. "I'm with you. I got you." Anyways, I love that. yeah, really good. Seth, yes, you want to wrap it up, buddy? Hey, Seth, yeah. 
right, what do you want tell to say? Us, tell us something awesome. Yeah, we're uh, uh, it's a kind of awesome about uh, for God to get help to get to just die. Yep. For Christ to just just die, like dead a god god is dead a god god i love you yes yeah god loves you god loves you man seth buddy killed it swish on that seth what are you afraid of uh a fear of a fighter i was mean thunder thunder and lightning i get it man i get it Thank you, everybody. Yeah, yeah figure awesome. uh, you create this. Make it, make it, make it, make it, chat. Okay, that was good. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore tn. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.